Folks, as promised, we have the big dog candidate here. Uh, Corey Stewart is joining us, and uh, I was honored and privileged to be the moderator of one of the uh, candidate debates uh, that have featured Corey Stewart and uh, Senator Frank Wagner. And, of course, uh, Ed Gillespie didn't show up for that one as he didn't show for many of them. And uh, we want to say welcome and hi to Corey Stewart. Corey, how you doing today? Hey, Pastor, how you doing? I'm doing just fine, just fine. Yeah, so we got, uh, what, 10 days uh, to, 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 to Election Day. Yeah, we're uh, in the final stretch here, and we've got some momentum. We're feeling good. People are starting to look into the race. Uh, they're starting to realize there's a choice between, you know, establishment ed and, and then a real candidate, somebody who supported Donald Trump, somebody who's going to really change things around, and that's, and that's myself. Yeah, yeah. Now, I saw your ad uh, where you, uh, it was a good, strong ad, and uh, it had a lot to say about Ed Gillespie and you, but, man, I think it will be a much stronger ad if you were to say those things yourself, brother. And uh, it, it was it was powerful. I, I'm going to tell you a quick little story. Um, Dave Brad had an ad very similar to that, and it was an elderly lady that said all these very true things about Eric Cantor, and, man, I hustled over to Dave Bratt's office. I said, Dave, that's a great ad. That little old lady told the truth on Eric Cantor. But, man, you need to say that. Uh, folks don't know uh, who you are. It'll be an opportunity for your face to be in the ad for the whole ad rather than at the end five seconds saying, you know, this is Dave Bratt and I'll prove this message. Dave changed that ad that day. The next day he had an ad out where the exact words, he was saying it. And that way the folks could get to see him and take the measure of the man. And, of course, you know, the rest is history. And, uh, you know, I, I'm the only news analyst in the nation that predicted Dave could beat Eric. And right now uh, all of the uh, smart money is saying Ed Gillespie is going to win it, and particularly with the anti-Gillespie vote being split by you and um, Senator Frank Wagner. So, um, you know, what are you doing that is going to shake that up? Well, I think, uh, actually, the establishment vote is split up by Wagner. Uh, you know, Wagner is very much of an establishment politician. Yeah. Uh, he's, not as, he's not as bad as, as that is, but, uh, you, know, he's, you, know, it's, you know, Frank was for tax increases, and he was supporting the tax increase in 2013. Uh, and you know, so. But wouldn't uh, you get some of yeah. that if 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 the anti-Gillespie vote, if if Ed's not in it, and those guys had to make a choice? This is my thing, Corey. You are my generational cohort. I'm a Gen Xer. You're a Gen Xer. Ken Cuccinelli's a Gen Xer. Ted Cruz is a Gen Xer. Okay, our generation, we're rising up. We're trying to snatch the baton of leadership from the baby boom generation. And they, you know, they're the ones, they're entrenched, they're the swamp monsters, they have all the money, all the connections, and they keep blocking us. You know, you saw what they did to Ken Cuccinelli four years ago. Ken could have easily uh, defeated uh, Terry McCall if one of the filthiest crony crooks ever to occupy the high office, and now he wants to be president, okay? But they... They would do anything to deny the next generation from replacing them. Yeah, they'll do, well. The thing is that uh, it's it's an, you know there are people of all ages who are sick and tired of the establishment, 
I mean, if you look, you know, a lot of my supporters are, you know, are elderly people and, you know, people who are middle-aged. A lot of baby boomers, a lot of... But they're not swamp monsters. Younger people. They're they're ordinary Virginians. They're not swamp monsters. Yeah. Yeah. They're not. And they're they're sick and tired of the same old, same old. And you know what? People talk about the the establishment of the swamp in Washington, D.C. The truth is, in in Virginia, we've got a, a swamp that's a lot closer to home. (laughs) <laughs> it's called Richmond, and it stinks a whole lot worse. Yeah. And uh, it's because they've controlled things. And if you think about it, the Democratic establishment, the Republican establishment, Terry McAuliffe and, and, and Ed Gillespie are pretty much one and the same, one and the same. They may sound a little bit different, but they really want the same thing. They're not going to do anything. Uh, Ed says that he wants to crack down on illegal immigration. But yeah. when you look at what he actually says, he's not going to do anything about it. Yeah. He's going to leave it up to the localities. And if you do that, look, they're not going to do anything. We have to enforce our immigration laws in this state, U.S. immigration law. With what I've been doing in Prince William County, we've deported 7,500 criminal or illegal aliens in my county alone. Yes. That's what we got to do in Virginia. Hey, That's a record, isn't it? That 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 has now, folks. If if you just join us, we have Corey Stewart, candidate for the Republican nomination for governor. And Corey, I remember interviewing you. What has it been five years ago when you were making new man? And look, listen, folks. When Corey, you you know, politicians boast a lot, but I'm I'm here to tell you, and you all know that the hatchet man. I call it like I see it. This this man says he was Trump before Trump was Trump. I am here to tell you, people. I interviewed this man five years ago when he was making national news with his uh, immigration efforts in what? what's your county, the second most populous county in the state of Virginia, and you're in northern Virginia. Yeah, in fact, now it's the second largest locality in the state. We just surpassed Virginia Beach. Wow. Uh, now, it's, it's, now it's almost 460,000 residents, 460,000 residents, a half million people. And I've been able to win. It's look at the sixty forty Democratic district, it's, and you still win. And I still win. And I'm like I'm directly elected as chairman. I'm like it's like being big city mayor. Right. I've done it four times, and the last time was in 2015 by increasing margins. And I've done it as a as a staunch conservative, getting things done. And you know why people vote for me, even though there are independents and maybe even some some Democrats. And that is because the quality of life has gone up. Their taxes mm-hmm. are low. Crime is crime is down. People respect leadership. You don't have to try to moderate yourself and become so left-wing, become Democrat Thank you so to much. win. Yes. That's, you know, that's, what, that's what Ed's trying to do. That's why yes. he won't take a strong stand on anything. He's cautious. He's, he's, he's so cautious. He's being Democrat-like thinking that's the way to victory. That's not the way it works, folks. People want you to be yourself. They want you to stand up for mm-hmm. something. Yeah. Now, Corey... The um, the the Republicans for years, and, I, and I'm going to tell you the truth. Actually, for my entire lifetime, what I've well, maybe not my lifetime, but for the time that I've been paying attention, about twenty twenty five years, I've been hearing Republicans say that we need we're facing a demographic nightmare. We need a way to attract women, minorities, you know, traditional Democrat uh, members of the Democrat voting bloc. We need a way to attract them to become Republicans. Tell, look, and here you are, you're a guy, how many How many years have you uh, been running in, in uh, Prince William County? How many elections have you faced? 
I've won uh, five elections in Prince William County, one as a district supervisor back in 2003, and then I won a special election for at-large chairman that was a whole county in 2006, and then another election in 2007, and then uh, re-elections in 2011 and 2015, and I've won that by winning minority voters who vote for me even as a staunch conservative because I've done a lot of good stuff. You know, when we Mm -hmm. tracked down on illegal immigration, when we tracked down on illegal immigration, people said, the establishment said, oh, you're never going to win minority voters. You know, you know what? The exact opposite happened, right. Pastor. Because people, especially minority voters, the crime rate went way down. There was a huge improvement in mm-hmm. minority neighborhoods right. when we got rid of the criminal element of, of the illegal alien community. And people appreciated it, especially African Americans. Mm-hmm. Now, Corey, uh, let's speak to, you know, one of the things that, I predicted in the uh, presidential uh, run was that in order for Republicans to win, that we were going to have to reshuffle the electoral deck. Okay. And that's exactly what Donald Trump did. Donald Trump reshuffled the deck and he reassembled the Reagan coalition where the uh, blue collar Democrats voted Republican because Reagan presented a persona of strength and don't, don't blue collar workers, they, they gravitate to strength because they're, they're not looking for the, the cutesy guy that has the connections because all they want to do is earn an honest living. They're not looking for an unfair advantage. And yeah, yeah yep. t- tell the folks how you are able to, uh, or if you think you're able to repeat this on a statewide level and in places other than Prince William County, bring in Democrats, blacks, even I think, Corey, even Hispanics that are legal and hardworking and understand the reality versus what their Hispanic leadership tells them. You know what? It's, it's your average working class Joe who's located everywhere across this state uh, who loves Virginia. They've spent their whole lives in Virginia or they came to the state because they love the state and they're worried about the direction of the state. And they're, they're, they're looking for somebody who's, who's not afraid to stand up to the left and all the craziness that's going on. They're, they're looking for somebody who's not afraid of the controversy, somebody who's got a backbone, somebody like President Trump. And that's what I've always done. I've always been like that. Uh, you know, when I cracked down on illegal immigration, it was the same thing. And then, of course, in this election, I've been standing up for Virginia's heritage. You know, it's standing up for these left-wing uh, nutcases who are taking down our, you know, our, our, our history, taking down statues of Robert E. Lee and now the threatening down to take down statues of Thomas Jefferson and George Washington all across Virginia. Ed won't stop it. The establishment won't stop it. They're afraid yeah. of the issue. They're afraid of being called this crazy term, this white supremacist garbage that the, the left is putting out today. They're and afraid listen, of all that. So they, listen, they brother. It. You listen, brother. If anyone ever tries to call you a racist or a, a white supremacist, over this Confederate statue issue, you call the hatchet man, and I'll come to your defense. I'm telling, I'm telling you folks right now, this is a good man, and this is a tactic that the left, anything that they don't like, they have this, this one-size-fits-all one label of you're a racist, or you hate women, or you hate, you hate minorities, you hate clean air, you hate clean water. It's garbage, and thank you for fighting back. See, the, the mistake that the uh, low-fat Republicans make is they think that the media are honest brokers 
and that they are genuinely concerned and they're raising these issues out of genuine concern. It's actually character assassination. There's no truth to this lie that there's a bunch of uh, neo-racists running around that hate black people and want to return to slavery. It's a pernicious lie. And, uh, you know, I mean, you know, and I don't wear my skin color on my sleeve, but for that issue, I'll I'll do it for you, Corey. Hey, thanks a lot, Pastor. And I'm going to need it because, look, you remember 10 years ago, you just mentioned it. The left was saying the war on women, the war on women. And yes. Everything was the war on women. Well, finally that backfired on the Democrats, I think in the 2010 election. And uh, they had to come up with something new. So they did. Uh, they came up and the term racist was tired. So they came up with this new term, uh, it, it, the, the, this white supremacist. The alt-right. Well, no, that's all they're talking about. Yeah. White supremacist this, white supremacist that. And, you know, the Demo- and the Republicans, the establishment Republicans, they scatter, they run to the hills. They so run. Fast. They're afraid. And they, they, they're afraid, so they won't touch issues like protecting yeah. history and heritage. They won't touch issues like illegal immigration because they're afraid. What about abortion? The they, run, they run from abortion. Okay? They run from abortion. Exactly. They run from all this. They run from everything. They do. They're scaredy cats. And they're, they, they run because they're afraid of being labeled as a white supremacist or a racist or a womanizer by the left and by the press, and we've got to stand up to it. We've got to stand up to this garbage. Yeah. Because, you know, Republicans have been running away too far. Cup. And that's why Virginians want a strong person, and they need a strong leader to stand up to this garbage. They're just looking for leadership. A couple of quick other points. Uh, we just played, this is, uh, by the way, Corey, this is a uh, man's world theme today. So, you know, onion, you know, an onion toter uh, for governor versus a blueberry tart, you know, a, a guy toting a set of blue. And another, I haven't heard, I told you how many, how many weeks ago, Corey, that I tell you, you got to run an ad, okay? You know, the onion toter candidate versus the blueberry toter candidate, okay? <laughs> and here we are, we're talking about fear, right? This is this is what it's about, okay? The, 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 the Republican electorate has a set of values. It's what I call the Christian conservative constitutional capitalistic coalition. We believe in things that are real. We believe in the Bible, the Constitution, the laws of science, the laws of economics, and, you know, love of, of our, our fellow human beings by reaching into our own pocket to do charity and help the less fortunate rather than have the government reach into your pocket for you. And you seem to be the guy that's willing to defend these things. And so tell the, you know, did, did you hear Secretary Mattis talk about when they ask him what keeps you up at night? And he says, nothing. I keep other people up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was it was powerful. Well, we just played yeah. the clip before you came on, man. We did a real big boost up to, to you coming on of, uh, you know, this man's world theme. Okay. And um, now, the uh, the state of Virginia is strategically located. We're ne- of course we're next to D.C. We we got a part of the uh, 9/11 attack, as did New York City. It was New York City, D.C., Northern Virginia. Um, we have a lot of military installations in Hampton Roads. I think Virginia has is number one in military installations in the United States of America. So the the governor of Virginia is uh, going to have to be up on uh, national issues, defense issues, 
uh, to the extent that any governor would be. All right. We're 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 right smack in the middle of it. So share what your worldview is, uh, because we live in times, Corey, where we really we really have to have a fighter to go up against Dr. Tom Perry Northam and and win in order to even have a Republican sit in that seat. Because if, if we send, you know, a blueberry tart the blueberry tart is not going to win any more than Jeb Bush was not going to beat Hillary Clinton. Ah, that's right. Well, my worldview is this, that, look, the left is bent on the destruction of this country. They really hate America. They hate everything it stands for. They want to undermine it. They really do. This is not a joke. And the, the thing is, is that you have so many Republicans that say, well, just ignore them. They're crazy. And, you know, they're uh, not crazy worry about it. But here's, this is why we have to confront them. You know, I don't know if you ever watch Waters World on Fox News, but yes. you know, there's a lot of ignorant people out there. There's a lot of people who are duped by a lot of this stuff who just aren't paying attention. And so if, when the left repeats these lies about white supremacy you know, being so prevalent, about America being the source of all the problems in the world, about, you know, about uh, in, in tearing down our, our, our values and everything, Pretty soon, people, a lot of people start believing it, and then pretty soon it happens. So we've got to confront it. And my view is this. We have to stand up and fight. We've got to stop, as conservatives, being in the background and thinking everything's going to be okay. You know, it'll be taken care of. It won't. We've got to fight. And I'm a fighter. I've always been a fighter. I don't know. The, no one knows exactly what issues are going to come up you know, over the next four years as governor. But I can tell you this that if you're looking for someone who's going to fight, someone who's unafraid, somebody who loves this country, and somebody who loves Virginia, then I'm the candidate for governor. Hey, very well stated. I really appreciate your time, brother, and uh, we hope to have you on next Saturday, last opportunity before the Tuesday election. Thanks a lot, Pastor. I really appreciate it. Okay, God bless you now. You keep calling me Pastor now. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Everywhere I go, people are calling me pastor. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I, I'm just a I'm, well. I'm <laughs> I'm just a humble little layman, uh, you know, trying to do the Lord's work as a watchman on the wall. And um, you know, I've been a, a big admirer of your chutzpah over the years. And as I was saying before you came on, Corey, uh, the Word of God says many, many, many places: fear not. Okay, fear not. Those are very, very powerful words. Fear not. And we need leadership that is going to inspire a spirit of fearlessness in Virginia and not do the opposite to inspire a, 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 a spirit of overcaution and being overwrought and overcome all the time. You've been doing that for a lot of years. I just want to, you know, as one watchman on the wall to another, I want to say thank you. Hey, thanks a lot. And we'll. Pastor, well, I appreciate it. <laughs> there you go again. All right, brother. Thank you now. God bless you. Thanks, Doc Greg. All, All right. right. This is a man's world. This is a man's world. Welcome back to the program, Virginia. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here as we listen to a little bit of James Brown with the theme of today's program, Man's World. And, uh... It really, truly is a man's world, but hey, it wouldn't be nothing 
without our women and our girls. And we have a woman on there, Mary from Williamsburg. And Mary, I hope me playing uh, James Brown all day, Man's World. <laughs> I hope that does not offend you. <laughs> no, no. Hi, Craig. How are you? I am absolutely wonderful and uh, and better than I deserve, by the way. How are you, Mary? I'm great. Listen, I wanted to thank you for having Corey Stewart on because until today I hadn't had the opportunity to hear him speak. Oh, okay. Well, I'm glad and, you had the opportunity. Oh, I'm thrilled. Now that I hear him, I'm a thousand percent behind him. Oh. You know, you're right. You make It makes a difference when you hear the person himself mm. speaking. Y say that again, okay, because he has a TV ad out. All right, and when da I, I had this conversation with Dave Bratt when, uh, when Dave ran an ad and he had an elderly lady saying all these things about uh, Eric Cantor, and Dave came on at the end of the ad. He only had five seconds FaceTime, and he said, I'm Dave Bratt, and I approve this message. And, the, and Corey has a TV ad out, and it's the same thing. He has someone saying all these very true things about Ed Gillespie, the only thing they could have said that they didn't is that he's a blueberry tart, okay? Because he ain't toting <laughs> onions. He's toting a set of blueberries, okay? But they, everything else, they got it right. And then Corey comes on at the end of the ad. Again, five seconds of FaceTime. I'm Corey Stewart, and I'll prove this ad, okay? Right. And, I mean, oh, and I'm yeah, just saying, right. in an age of Trump, well, we just saw Trump become president because why? He came across as the onion toter. Yeah, and he needs to do it himself. You're yes. right, because it made such a difference with me. Oh, he's exactly what we need. I am thrilled that he's running. I'm so excited now that I've heard him. Yes. And, you know, the milk toast is killing us. Oh, isn't it, though? Isn't it? See, and the thing about it, some of these people are nice, decent, and honorable people. Although I think, you know, and Ed, maybe he's a nice guy, but it's not, you cannot deny that Ed is a swamp creature. He's made a fortune. Ed has an ad saying that he's started three businesses. I guarantee you uh, none of those businesses are manufacturing or providing services that people want and need. I guarantee you all of three of his businesses are something to do with the D.C. swamp, okay, selling and peddling influence, not the kind of business that you typically think of as a true business. Well, I heard Ed Gillespie speak in the past week or so, uh -huh. and I was shocked. I have never seen such a weak candidate in mm. my life running yeah. for any. He reminded me, my impression was he was a cardboard cutout that was just smiling yeah, and with no substance. Plastic. And that's what... That's why he won't come on your show, because he has no answers for any of the issues. Oh, yeah, yeah. no. And see, and I invite all these, I, the Democrats, the Republicans, and, you know, the, the low-fat Republicans don't like the hatchet man, and the Democrats hate me, okay? And I've been trying to get a lot of these people to debate me on some of these uh, core fundamental issues between left and right, and the Democrats run like cockroaches whenever I talk about debates. Oh, I bet. Yeah. I bet. Yeah. And you're right. You know, I can remember when Ed ran against Mark Warner. I mean, it's, you talk about cautious, okay? And, see, and this is the thing I keep telling people. The, uh, the Democrats are not going to go easy on Ed and hard on Corey. 
And see, this is the argument they made. It was a false argument, but this is the argument they made against Ken Cuccinelli. Oh, Ken can't win. He's too conservative, okay? They right. said this about Ted Cruz. Ted can't win. He's too conservative, okay? It's like right. you have to sell your soul and be a semi-Democrat, and you have to trick Democrats into voting for you. And here you got Donald Trump, who didn't uh, didn't play that game. He came across strong and hard, and Democrats voted for the man anyway. Yeah. Because that's, that's, that's what we need. That's exactly what we need. Yeah. You know, Gillespie is like this piece of paper flapping in the breeze. I'm shocked. <laughs> we, oh, well, yeah. Well, look, this is coming from a woman, okay? Yeah, we can look. See, and this is the thing, too. This is why I play Man's World, and I ask you, were you offended? I knew you wouldn't be because, see, the dirty little secret is women are not offended by strong men. Women love strong men. Am I wrong, That's Mary? Right. No, you're absolutely right. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely so, right. so you Republicans out there, if you're toting a set of onions— Dust them off and and bring them out, I, and I mean that as not literally, folks. Okay, <laughs> I'm talking about spiritual testosterone. And uh, but listen, it's been a delight having you on, Mary. God bless you, and God bless you. And thanks again for having Corey Stewart on. Give him my best. I will. Thank we're you. gonna we're gonna send him the clip of this, and hopefully he'll post it all over social media. Sounds great. All right. Thanks a lot. Okay. God bless you, Mary. Well, all right, Virginia. That's another edition of the really real deal. As we like to say, not just the deal, not just the real deal, but the really real deal. It's been a delight uh, having all the callers. It's been a delight having our guest, Corey Stewart. And uh, we're going to see you here uh, next week, folks. Uh, Same hatchet time. Same hatchet station. God bless you, Virginia. From the lakes of Minnesota to the hills of Tennessee, across the plains of Texas, from sea to shining sea, from Detroit down to Houston, and New York to L.A., where there's pride in every American heart, and it's time we stand and say.
But there ain't no doubt 